Welcome to the Unconventional RD Podcast, where we inspire dietitians to think outside of the traditional employment box and create their own unconventional income streams. We'll talk all things online business to help you start, grow, and scale your own digital empire. Hey, hey, it's Erica here. Welcome to episode two of the Unconventional RD Podcast lovingly known as the TURD podcast. Yes, the acronym for the unconventional RD is TURD, and you probably will hear me say that because the unconventional RD is a long word. So yeah, we are TURDs up in here. I'm a proud TURD, and I hope you're a TURD too. So yeah, this episode is part two of the six ways to make money online as a dietitian sort of series. And In the last episode, we talked about how to make money through affiliate income, ad revenue, and sponsored content. And in today's episode, we're going over the final three ways, which are digital goods, online courses, and membership sites. So the last three ways that we talked about were really genuinely pretty passive, like affiliate income, you're just like, hey, I'm recommending this other person's product and you're earning a commission. Um, With ad revenue, you're creating content regardless, but then you're just making money by putting ads on it. And with sponsored content, you're making content regardless, but you're just getting compensated by including other people's products. These next three are a lot more involved. So these are taking matters into your own hands, kind of. And instead of relying on sort of advertisement of other people's products, you're now creating your own products. So digital goods like eBooks, online courses where you teach people something and get them a transformation or an outcome, and membership sites where you're creating sort of an exclusive community and content that's only available for paying members. So let's go through these more in depth. So number four, um, monetization method number four, is digital goods. And digital goods are anything sort of electronic on the internet that you are selling. So it could include handouts, ebooks, done for you presentations, templates, forms, meal plans, guides, protocols, even educational lesson plans. You can create and sell these to your clients and your audience or even your peers. And the pros of selling digital goods, well, it can be less effort to create than something like a course or a membership site because it's usually a smaller project like Creating a handout, for example, that you want to sell is not as much work as creating like a six-week course. So it can be a good like introduction to selling online. They're relatively simple to set up on your site and get going. And it's an asset that you're creating that you can have working for you indefinitely. It's a great way to dip your toe into the selling online world and also a great way to introduce your audience to working with you. So if you're a little intimidated by selling online or nervous about how it might go over with your audience, doing something small and bite-sized to start out and get used to it, totally valid. It's a great way. I know many RDs who start out their first product is maybe something like an ebook, and then they grow from there and expand into something more in-depth like a course. And that way you have different levels of offers for people to work with you too, so that you have something a little smaller and less in-depth and lower priced for people on a budget. And then you also have the higher level premium product like an online course or membership site 
for people with a larger budget and who want to work more closely with you. Some cons of selling digital goods is, yes, they are typically lower priced. So you probably aren't going to be making a full-time living off of selling a $10 ebook, for example. Uh, it requires a very high volume of sales to be lucrative. Um, and there are still some costs involved. It takes time to create, so think about that um, in terms of where you want to put your energy. It still takes a decent amount of work, and the return is smaller than on something more involved, like an online course or a membership site. So how do you get started selling digital goods? Well, most of you would probably create your digital goods using a tool called canva.com. So you could check that out. I'll link to it in the show notes. It's free for the introductory version, but if you pay, I think like $10 a month or so, you can get the pro version where you can do things like import custom fonts or resize your projects and have team members work together and things like that. Um, I'm on the pro plan because I really don't like I I use the resizing tool a lot to create different versions of my graphic designs for different social media platforms etc but yeah so canva is basically just a website that you can go to and create your own handouts or whatever it's very easy to design and I will also link there's some good resources on learning how to use canva offered by Megan Boitano she runs website rd2rd.com, which I'm going to talk about in a minute. But that's basically a place that you can go to sell your online goods that's not on your own website. But she has some resources available on her blog that teaches people how to use Canva. So I will link to those as well because they're very well done and very helpful. There's also a program called Designer, Design and then RR, Uh, which is designed to help you take maybe content that you've already written, like blog posts and stuff like that, and kind of take it and put it into an ebook in a really easy to format way. So that's an option to look into. Some people just make their stuff on PowerPoint and then save it as a PDF. Like that's totally a valid way as well. You could do it with Google Docs or Google Slides. You can get free photos to use from websites like unsplash.com. If you need to create scientific graphics to use, um, you could check out a tool called BioRender. I'll include my affiliate link to that in the show notes. I'm not an active subscriber right now because it's pricey. I think it's like about $100 a month. Um, And I just wasn't, I was a member for a while, but I wasn't using it at a high enough volume to justify the expense. But if you are running like a very sciencey, website or company where you need to make your own biology graphics super super cool it's like what people use to make the graphics for journal articles or textbooks and things like that you could also check out the website creativemarket.com creative market is a website where you can go to download anything related to creative works so you can download powerpoint presentations social media templates handout templates like anything you could think of resume templates any sort of graphic design related thing, it's going to be on there. Um, so I use that. I use that to download PowerPoint slide templates for making the slides for my courses and my webinars. Um, what else? I've bought custom fonts on there that I use across all my branding. Uh, so that's one of my favorite places to go to help my digital goods look very polished and professional. And then once you've made your digital good, whatever it might be, maybe an ebook or a handout or something like that, 
where do you go to sell it? Well, the easiest way um, is to not even sell it on your own website, but to use a website called rd2rd.com. It's rd and then the number two rd.com. I'll link to it in the show notes. Honestly, this started around the same time that I started my membership site, and it's such a good idea. I don't even know if I would have launched my membership site if this had been around at this at the the time that I was trying to sell all my notes because it's just a logical extension. Like I just throw up all of my notes onto rd2rd.com's basically giant selling platform. People, it's basically any dietitian can upload handouts or eBooks or presentations, anything digital that they have to offer for other dietitians to use. They can create a store on rd2rd.com. You can browse by topic or type of product, and then you can purchase. And rd2rd.com will take a cut of your sale, and you as the product creator will get the rest. But you don't have to do anything. So yes, you're giving away a percentage of the sale to the website who's hosting your digital goods, but that's valuable because, I mean, it's not super hard to set this stuff up on your own website, but A, you don't have to do anything. So you're just literally like creating a store and then uploading all of your products and putting in like your payment information. And then it's all live on RD to RD. They process all of the payment and then they just give you a payout every month for all of the sales that you've made. And that's so easy. And then the benefit of the number two benefit is that you're automatically getting sort of like free promotion from them as well. So RD to RD has its own newsletter and its own audience, and they will periodically promote products in their stores um, that like products on their website to their email list or do special flash sales or blah, blah, blah. And if you get promoted in one of those emails, your sales can go through the through the roof and you didn't do anything except for have your product on the website. Um, they also give you like an, a link to your own store that you can use on your own website to send people to your RD to RD store to check out and buy your stuff. So you can still promote it on your own website, but you're getting the dual benefit of being able to promote it on your own website and your own platform, as well as the free promotion on RD to RD. So for beginners, I think that's a fabulous, fabulous option. It's really simple. Um, but if you do want to sell it on your own site, uh, I think the three easiest tools to check out are eJunkie, Gumroad, and SendOwl. So all three of those are program, or I guess kind of programs. So you sign up and you pay a fee and you upload your product to their website and then they'll give you like an embeddable link basically to put on your embeddable piece of code to put on your website to either link people to a store for your products or to create like a downloadable or to create a buy now button that people can click on your website and check out right there on your website just on a pop-up that that opens up when people click the button. Um, they're, They're very similar, slight differences. All three of them work and are highly reputable. So you could check them out, see which one resonates with you the most. Yeah, it's just a really easy like description with a buy now button. You click it, the the PayPal or credit card um, payment information section just pops up as a pop up right there. You pay on the website and they deliver the ebook to you via email immediately. Um, so that's a great option and very low tech. So you're not having to install a bunch of complicated plugins or worry about that stuff. Um, the company does it for you. 
And how much can you earn? Well, you know, it depends on your audience size and the price point of what you're offering and your marketing skills. Digital goods are typically on the lower price range, so they go anywhere from maybe under $10 to maybe $200. It's likely to be extra side money, but not your full-time income, most likely. So for example, myself, I have maybe like two or three handouts up on RD to RD. I've never promoted them really ever. They're just sort of sitting there. But I still made $65 in just completely passive income last year uh, from those products just sitting on RD to RD. And that's great. I mean, that's like a dinner out. Like for doing what? Just uploading something that would have just been sitting on my laptop? Like that's amazing. As another example, I'm going to use Pinch of Yum again. They created a food photography ebook in April of 2012 when their website was getting about 200,000 uh, unique monthly visitors and they made $1,324 that month. So that can be give you a good estimate of about how much money you could expect to bring in from something like a low cost ebook. Uh, And then in November of 2016, so four years later, they're still bringing in about $2,000 every month in passive income from that same ebook. So once you make it, it's there. It's sitting there ready to be promoted by you and for sales to be made. Since they they are typically lower priced products, probably only going to make maybe a couple thousand dollars a month from any given ebook or digital good. But hey, that's awesome. That's like legit passive recurring income from something that you created once and are reaping the benefits from for potentially years to come. So definitely worth looking into. I think this is best for bloggers who have a clear niche because if you're going to create a paid product for your audience, it's important to understand who your audience is and what they're looking for and how you can help them. So it's important that you have a solid understanding of your ideal client's pain points, and at least a small dedicated following. Creating a digital good is not how you grow your audience. It's how you serve the audience that you already have. So uh, if you want to get more into digital goods, we do talk a lot more in depth about the tech and the marketing of this in my Make Money blogging course. So income stream number five is online courses. And what are online courses? Well, it's where you teach something online that offers a solution to a specific problem. It often includes videos or slideshows that you narrate and talk over, um, handouts, homework assignments, etc. They're usually organized into modules or lessons that can be either released all at once or dripped out week after week for maybe four to eight weeks. And courses work best when you have a clear transformation you can provide. And they can be B2B, business to business, or B2C, business to consumer. So you as a business can create online courses targeted to other business owners. Like if you've accomplished something in your business and you want to share how to do that with other business owners, kind of like what I'm doing with the Unconventional RD community business bootcamp courses, that's totally a viable option. Or you can create online courses that are consumer focused, so B2C. And that would be like if you are a certain type of dietitian and you whatever your niche is, maybe you maybe you do like baby led weaning or something, you could create a baby led weaning online course 
for that target market. So not other business owners, but just regular people out there in your target market. The pros of selling online courses, it's a great way to systematize your services. It helps you transition from sometimes being stuck on that hamster wheel of working one-to-one and start working in a one-to-many model. So it's the same you showing up and providing your services to the world, whether one person is watching your online course content or or, uh, purchasing or 100,000 people. It's the same amount of your own personal time. So you can help more people and earn more money in potentially less time than you would trying to work with all of these people one-on-one. And because of this, online courses are often game changers for people's businesses. And it is an excellent way to establish expertise in your niche. So saying that you have an online course on XYZ topic is often seen as very authoritative and make people have a lot of trust in you. So the cons of selling online courses, I'm not going to pretend that it's not a ton of work because it is like to the point where some people when they're creating their online content or online course content, they will stop doing their other stuff. Like it's almost like as if you're writing a book or something like sometimes people will be like, "Okay, I'm stopping seeing clients for a month or two to focus on this. And then when it's done, I'll pick it back up again. Like it's that much work. Um, So be aware of that in order to do it at a really high level. It's important to take it seriously. It's not just like a side thing that you can throw together in like a weekend. Um, It can be a flop if you don't validate. So if you listened to the introductory episode of this podcast, you heard many stories of my own where I did not validate my ideas. I came up with them and was like, this is a genius idea. And I spent all the time creating the product and then I offered it for sale and very few people bought and I did not end up making a profit on those experiences. So it's important to validate your idea. There's many ways to do that. My favorite way is with a pre-sale where you present the idea for your online course and give like an outline of what it will include, when it will launch, and the outcomes and transformations that you're going to offer people. And then have people sign up as sort of early access members at a discounted rate. And if you meet your goal with how many signups you're hoping to get, then you move forward, you validated the idea, and you create the product. But um, if you don't get the response or the interest or the number of purchases you're expecting, you simply refund anyone who purchased and just move along and continue maybe growing your audience, refining your ideas, understanding your ideal client and their pain points maybe a little bit more before you try again. Um, the con, another con is that um, the technology can be difficult. I'll talk about this in a second about the different ways that you can set it up, but um Some people feel that that is a barrier for them to get started. Although if you do feel like that's a barrier, uh, definitely recommend checking out my Make Money blogging course. Again, that's at theunconventionalrdbb.com because I walk you through all of the tech. So you don't have to feel like that is something that's holding you back anymore. And again, there's a private Facebook community just for my students where I'm literally in there answering questions every single day. I'm not going to let you feel overwhelmed or unsupported. If you have a question, I will be there to answer it no matter what it is. Um, You also need to consider the customer service aspect of offering something more in-depth online. 
This applies to online courses and membership sites mostly. Um, if you are going to be um, selling something that's a little higher ticket or where people are going to be logging in to access it, you are going to get questions about, you know, like how do I change my credit card information or how do I cancel my membership or um, how do I get a refund or whatever? How do I, like, can I download this? Like stuff like that. People will send you questions a lot. Um, so just be aware as you start to see what questions get asked again and again, you could start creating something like a frequently asked questions page on your website to help sort of uh, reduce the customer service load on that. Um, but that is an aspect that you should consider before you start offering online courses or membership sites. Um, and then also consider whether this is a medium that you enjoy. So not everyone enjoys teaching. For me, it's like my all-time favorite thing. So I love online courses. I I honestly can say I've never done anything that lit me up as much and connected as well with my people. And I think that's because I've just, I've just, that's my thing. Like I'm meant to be a teacher. So um, think about that for you. Like is teaching something that resonates with you? Is it something you're good at? Is it something you enjoy? And if it's not, then don't feel pressured to try this income stream if it doesn't resonate with you. There's so many other ways you can serve your people. But if it does resonate with you, then online courses can be super awesome. So as I mentioned, um, I have three online courses, SEO Made Simple, Make Money Blogging, and Email Marketing Magic. And at the full price, they're $390 each although I think I'm going to raise the prices after each live launch in 2020. So I think I might raise them maybe to like $5.90 each uh, after the live launch. Right now, you can get the bundle of all three courses for $995. And yes, payment plans are available for all of them on my website. And I am applying for continuing education units for all of them. Uh, right now, the Make Money Blogging course already has CEUs, 20-something CEUs which I think is fabulous. And my email marketing magic course is currently being reviewed um, by some peer reviewers. And my SEO made simple course is already pre-approved for the new live round in January, 2020 um, for, oh shoot, I don't have it in front of me right now, but it's 20 something CEUs as well. So yes, I'm so excited. And then after that, I'll have it reviewed um, for self-study CEUs as well. If you do the whole bundle, you're going to get like 60-something CEUs for currently right now $995, which is awesome. People's next question is like, okay, maybe I'm interested in creating a course. What kind of tools do I need to make this happen? First of all, you're probably going to need to create some sort of maybe slideshow that you're going to narrate or talk next to if you have your face next to it. Or maybe not. Maybe you're doing a type of course where you just need to have yourself recorded face to face. You don't need to to demonstrate stuff on your computer or show pictures on a PowerPoint. It totally depends on what your audience needs and how they'll learn best from you on whatever topic that you're teaching about. But you might need to make some slides in PowerPoint and then you're going to have to record them either with just your face um, next to the slideshow or just a screen grab of the slides with your voice over it. So I just do the slides and my voice and I use a program called QuickTime to do that. And I show you exactly how to do this in my Make Money Blogging course. 
um, with step-by-step tutorial of how I do this, but it QuickTime comes for free with MacBooks. So that's why I use it. And I basically just like draw a square around the slide on my screen and start recording so that I can record my voice and the slides at the same time. Um, you can also use fancier tools like ScreenFlow or Camtasia to do this if you don't have a Mac or if you want a little bit more fancy editing abilities. Those two are good options. You can also use Zoom if you would like to have your picture next to your slides or next to your screen. It's a free platform that you can use or you can pay for more capabilities. And again, I'll include links to all of these things um, in the show notes. And you probably will want a microphone. So I use the Audio-Technica ATR2100, which is maybe like a hundred something dollars. Just a USB microphone that plugs right into my laptop. And you can get a little, um, either like a pop filter that goes in front of it to sort of dampen the P noises that you make when you're talking, the little pops. Or you can get like a foam ball that goes over it. They kind of do the same thing. And then you can get like a little stand and you can just have it there for when you're recording. And sound quality is really important, especially for premium paid things like courses or even podcast episodes. Like people will not listen if the sound quality is grating. So it's worth investing in a microphone if you want to create recorded content. And then once you have the recordings, then you need to host them somewhere for people to consume, right? So there's a couple ways you can do this. The easiest way, if you're not very tech-minded, is to use an online course platform like Teachable or Thinkific. And there are fees associated with these. I'm actually planning on coming out with a blog post to compare and contrast these two programs because I did that already in the Make Money Blogging course. And they're more similar than they are different, but there are some minor differences. But I recommend and endorse either one depending on your needs. But basically, those are platforms where you sign up and you create an account and they manage everything for you. All you have to do is sort of design your course outline and then upload the course content, like your handouts and your videos. You don't have to do any of the tech stuff. It's all handled by Teachable and Thinkific. You don't have to handle any of the payment processing. It's all handled by Teachable or Thinkific. And yes, you have to pay because they're doing a service for you, but it takes a lot of the headache away from you. So if you are not incredibly tech-minded and you just want the easiest way to get started ASAP, then check out those two platforms for sure. If you are tech-minded and you want 100% control over what you're putting out and you also want the lowest possible cost in the long run, then you can check out a plugin. It's a paid plugin for your website called LearnDash. So I use LearnDash for all of my courses. It basically allows you to create a course framework on your own website. I put it on a separate domain from my blog. So I use the unconventionalrdbb.com to host all my courses so that it doesn't slow down my regular website. (laughs) So it's technically separate, but they link together in the navigation between my two websites. So I use LearnDash to create a whole course like structure on my website. So it looks just like it would if you were going to Teachable or Thinkific to go through a course, except it's all on my own website. So I don't have to pay 
as many fees to these other platforms. Yes, LearnDash is a paid plugin, but it's only like a couple hundred dollars a year, um, which I think it ends up being, I don't know, at least half of the cost of what Teachable or Thinkific is when you're getting the same features on those people's, on those programs or those platforms <laughs> paid programs. Um, so LearnDash can save you money, but it's going to cost you in time. So it, it, there is a significant learning curve <laughs> to getting it all set up properly on your website. In addition, they don't have a very good checkout system. So it's a, probably a good idea to use a different checkout platform to have people purchase the course. I use a plugin called MemberPress to manage this, which is another paid plugin. That's an easy, not easy, but a sophisticated way and secure way to take payment on your website and give people access to the courses that you've created using LearnDash. Um, so again, I talk about how to set all of these up in my Make Money blogging course. If you want to learn that, check it out um, and give as much support as needed if you're going through the process in the private students only Facebook group. That's how I do it. And then you don't upload the actual video files to the course on your website because that would use up so much bandwidth and your site would probably crash people trying to watch videos uploaded on your site. So instead, you want to use a service called Vimeo. It's kind of like YouTube, but you have the option to make your videos completely private and hidden on their website. And then once they're uploaded to Vimeo, you just format it however you want it to look and then you get a unique link there or piece of code that you can use to embed that video directly into the course platform on your website. So the website will show the videos and it will look like it's playing directly in your website, but it's actually hosted on Vimeo. So you're not slowing down your own website when people are watching videos in your online courses. So that's how that all works. Um, and then how much can you earn from online courses? Well, again, it depends on your audience size, your price point, and your marketing skills. I would say online courses can range anywhere from like $100 to $2,000 and up. According to Thinkific, the average course on their platform sells for $272. So this could be anywhere from extra side money or a significant portion of your income, depending on what you put into it. So I'll just use myself as an example. Um, in 2019, again, I went all in on creating these unconventional RD courses. Their full price is $390, but I launched them all with like discounts when they were launching. So I think the lowest price they were ever offered for was like $260 a course. And I made $70,000 in 2019 from selling these three courses, which replaced basically my entire income from 2018 before I had any courses. So it was definitely exciting and fun and worth it. And that was only from doing three live launches. I never did any fancy sales funnels for those, although that is something that I'm going to be doing in 2020. That was just from being like, hey guys, I have this thing that's launching, want to sign up? And then they could join during XYZ enrollment period. And then I didn't really, I closed the, the cart during the live launch of the course. And then it was open again for the rest of the year for people to just sign up passively. But I wasn't really doing a great job actively promoting any of this stuff because I was so caught up building it. So I'm excited to see how my income hopefully continues to grow in 2020 as I get better at pr the promoting side 
of all of this stuff. But I mean, $70,000 for my first year, I'm like blown away by that. I will say I think that part of the reason why it was so successful is because I showed up and served my people for almost two years in the private or in the unconventional RD Facebook community before I ever created anything for sale. Like I didn't mean to create this as a business. It just sort of fell into my lap as it seems most of my successful businesses do. Anytime I, I, I do the opposite where I think I know what's best and I try to create something and draw people to it, that seems to not work versus when I'm just trying to help people organically and naturally, then I come up with business ideas that actually work. So I hope that helps you guys too when you're thinking about how to go about this. Think about helping first and who you want to help and how and get to know those people and what they really need and maybe help for free through your social media profiles, private Facebook communities, um, through your blog, whatever channel, the podcast, YouTube videos, whatever channel feels good for you. Really get to know your people and get to know what you're about and what you're good at teaching. And then the combination of those two things will sort of come together. You'll, you'll probably have a moment of clarity where you find that really genuine organic overlap of how you can help people in a way that feels good to you. And then that's when your business is going to start taking off. That's a really great example of what you can expect if you launch an online course to an audience that's genuinely appreciative of your help and trusts you. Of course, if you listened to the first episode, you also saw how it can go if you try to create a course when you don't have an audience and you don't have any no like or trust factor with your people. Um, I had mentioned that I tried to create an online course in, I think, 2015 that I sold one to my aunt and I made like 200 something dollars for three months of work. So it doesn't always go well the first time you try, but every time you try something, you're going to learn something and you could take that and move forward and get better. So there's really, there's no such thing as failing. You're always learning and you can take that and do better as you go. So I think online courses are best for people who have a solid following and know, like, and trust factor with their audience, who have a clear understanding of their ideal client's pain points, um, and know how they can help people, what actionable transformation that they can get for people. Um, it works best if you have um, some sort of framework that you can teach to help people get from A to B. <laughs> like, it's not the best format if you're just trying to throw information at people. It should be actionable so that people can show up to your course and be like, follow these steps to get this outcome. That's what you're trying to achieve with an online course. So it works really well for private practice dietitians because oftentimes they already have these sort of systems built into working with people one-on-one. -on -one, and it's really logical and oftentimes very easy to take those same systems that you use when you're working with people one-on-one -on -one and convert them to a one-to-many model online. So I recommend checking out Stephanie Claremont's work on this. She has a program called The Leverage Practice and also a podcast, which is awesome. Um, I will link to that in the show notes. But she does, I think, sort of like group coaching with people to help them launch their online programs to the world, so create and launch. Um, 
And I've heard great things about that program. So if you want more like one-on-one hand-holding help with this, definitely recommend checking out her stuff. All right, and the final way you can make money online as a dietitian is through membership sites. So membership sites are private content protected behind a paywall. So this could include just like exclusive blog content, recipes, videos, slideshows, tutorials, handouts, maybe a private forum that's only accessible for paying members. It often covers broader topics than a course. So maybe a course would be like, Um, if you wanted to teach something like, for example, baby led weaning, if you want to teach new parents how to implement baby led weaning, you could easily do that in maybe like a six week online course. But then maybe you've noticed that that community of parents, as they get through the baby led weaning and maybe into further stages of feeding with their children, maybe they're looking for community and online support And that would be the perfect opportunity to create some sort of membership site where you can create a private paywalled community for parents to connect and connect with you perhaps, or to create maybe weekly or monthly tutorials or tips, or maybe you do little um, like ask me anything sessions where people can hop on maybe once a week, you're like available from 12 to 1 on Fridays for people to just hop on to your Zoom call and ask you questions if they're stuck on something. Like this is all types of value that you could add through a membership site. Um, So membership sites typically offer broader content than a course, and they work best when you add content on a regular basis. And just like courses, these can be B2B, so where you're selling or creating services for other businesses, or B2C, business to consumer. So the pros of membership sites, it's a great source of consistent recurring revenue. So in order to access this private content that you're creating on a regular basis, people need to pay you on a regular basis. So typically either monthly fees to stay in the membership site or sometimes a lower annual fee. So a lot of people will do like if it's $10 a month, um, you can just pay the $10 a month or maybe like $100 for the whole year. So they're saving like two months off if they commit to the whole year. And the, the good thing about this, just like with online courses or all of these things, really, it's the same amount of work, whether you have one member in your community or a thousand members. So it's really great for people who love content creation because you are gonna be regularly creating content And if you love sort of creating and fostering and moderating community, they often start small but can grow into huge assets. Uh, Some of the cons, it is a lot of work to set up. Um, It requires consistent content creation. So really think about whether that's something you would enjoy and whether it would be the best way to serve your audience. How are they going to be best served and supported for whatever outcome or goal you're trying to offer them? So Think about that before you decide whether you maybe want to make an online course or a membership site, like which format works best for what you're trying to achieve. Be aware that if you do have any sort of private community involved, there's community management involved in that. So moderating the discussions, making sure people are following the guidelines, going in and responding to people's questions if that's something that you offer, or you could hire someone to help you with that stuff. Also something to think about with membership sites Unlike courses where people buy once and they have the course forever, with a membership site, 
they only get access to the content when they're active paying members. So there is something called member churn that you have to be aware of. So member churn is just a fancy way for like how many people drop out of your membership site every single month. And that can creep up on you over time if you're not careful. If your membership churn starts to get too big, so a lot of people are not renewing their membership every month or every year, then that's an indicator that maybe you need to reconnect with your audience and make sure you're really meeting their needs. Like, are you asking them what they need or what they're looking for or how you can support them? And make sure that what you're putting out there is in alignment with what they want and need. And just be aware that with a membership site, because not everyone's going to stay a member forever, you do need to be continually marketing and attracting new members to grow your income and your business. And what tools are needed to set up a membership site? Well, again, you can do it on other people's platforms or on your own website. Technically, you could make a membership site through a course platform like Teachable or Thinkific because they do allow you to take recurring payments, so monthly or annual payments, and then you could simply upload new content to that platform on a regular basis if that was the type of membership site you were trying to create. You could also set it up on your own website using that plugin called MemberPress that I mentioned earlier. I am an affiliate for MemberPress and LearnDash, so I will include my affiliate links for those um, within the show notes. I'm also an affiliate for Teachable and Thinkific, so I will include those links as well because I do think they're a good fit for people who don't want to get into all of the crazy tech. I will admit it's not super simple to set up MemberPress. I think the most, I mean, the actual plugin and the part where you're like protecting the content on your website is simple, but I found that setting up the payment portal was a little tricky to get set up at first. You can take payment from Stripe, um, which is a credit card processing company. It's free to have a Stripe account, um, but they do, like all credit card processors, take a small fee for every transaction. And you could also take payment through PayPal. So you could do both or just one or the other. But there's a little bit of trickiness involved in like syncing up your payment portal with the membership site plugin so that when people pay, it automatically gives them the right access to the right type of content on your website. The plugin is very sophisticated, so you can have different levels of memberships like, oh, like this highest priced one, you get access to more stuff and the lowest priced one, you only get access to a smaller amount of pieces of content, that type of thing. Um, So you could set it up like an infinite number of ways, but just wrapping your head around what that looks like on the back end with the tech can be a little tricky at first. And then if you want to maybe offer small mini courses or something like that as a part of your membership, you can stack the MemberPress plugin, which is what you use to protect the content and take payment with the LearnDash plugin that we talked about earlier so that you could technically embed like small mini courses within your membership site. So you can protect the course content using MemberPress so that only people who are signed up and paid and are logged in can access it. That's the function of MemberPress. It basically says, hey, no one can access access XYZ pages on my website unless they're a paying active member. And yes, once it's set up, it is synced up to know when people cancel their payments. So it will automatically revoke access to the content when someone cancels their membership. But again, this does require a certain aspect of customer service. People will have questions or 
be confused about how to do something through the platform. Of course, you can make tutorials and things like that, but just people will ask you questions. My example for membership sites is my own membership site, the Functional Nutrition Library, which you can find at functionalnutritionlibrary.com. It's currently $14.99 a month um, to join. And it's basically a place where people can go, as I mentioned in the first episode, it's a place where I house all of my functional nutrition related notes. So everything that I used when I was seeing clients one-on-one is all in there, like notes on what to do when people come to you with a certain health condition, like how can you help them as a dietitian? sort of outlined my own processes and recommendations in there. For the first year, every week, I went in and updated the content. And now, um, as we've been doing more intensive and in-depth updates, it's bi-weekly. So twice a month, uh, the, uh, either a new piece of in-depth content comes out or we update an older piece of content on the website, but it has information on basically different health conditions, different supplements, how to interpret different labs as a dietitian, things like that. Uh, My goal was just to make it like a go-to resource. Obviously, it's still growing and like I could probably continue to add to it for like 10 years before I feel like it's as robust as I'd like. But for $14.99 a month, I mean, can't really beat that. It's like, you less money than you'd spend to buy a handout on each of these topics individually. There's over 300 different notes within the membership site. Yeah, so that has been growing. I think right now we have about 230 something members. At my peak this year, I think we hit like 250. But as I mentioned, I sort of dropped the ball in 2019 in terms of focusing on this because I was so heavily involved in doing the unconventional RD courses that I did absolutely zero marketing. So this is all organic word of mouth growth. I've literally haven't promoted it like at all. So the blog brings in new subscribers and word of mouth from peers. That's pretty much it, which is in my mind incredible and that it's still bringing in about $30,000 a year, working on it, posting two updates a month and one blog post. So To me, that's a great return on my investment, but I am feeling very, very spread thin with this. So I'm not sure how I'm going to handle it moving forward exactly, whether I'm going to hire people to help me take on a partner or change the business structure a little bit. I'm still brainstorming that. Yeah, it's been a great experience. I've loved doing it. I'm a huge fan of both the membership model and online courses. So yeah, as I mentioned currently making $30,000 a year from that with, to be honest, far less work than went into the courses, which made me $70,000. So if you look at the actual direct return on my time, I probably made more per hour working on the membership site than I did the courses, even though the courses bottom line brought in more dollars. So something to think about, um, depending on how much time you have on your hands and the type of work you like to do. Like, would you rather create a course and then just tweak it and update it going forward? Or would you rather create something that's less effort up front that you just that grows on itself slowly when you update or when you add new content, you know, week after week or month after month? I think membership sites are best for people, again, who have some sort of following at least so that you have someone to offer it to. It helps if you have that no like, and trust factor and, again, a clear understanding of what your people are looking for so you know that you're making something they actually want. And it's best for people who have a love for content creation 
and leadership, like community fostering. So those are the six ways that you can make money online as a dietitian. So to recap, in the last episode, we talked about affiliate income, which is recommending other people's products and earning a commission, ad revenue, so putting ads on your online content and earning money when people see them, sponsored content, which is working with brands and creating paid content to feature their products. We talked about digital goods in this episode. At the top of the episode, we talked about how to create things like eBooks and sell those either on your website or through uh, websites like RD2RD. And then we went into online courses. We're promising an outcome and you're giving people actionable steps over maybe like a four to eight week period that promises a certain result. And then membership sites where people pay monthly or annually to get access to exclusive content and support around a certain topic. So those are the six ways that I'm really passionate about and will continue to expand upon um, throughout these podcast episodes. And if you want to learn more, again, check out my course on this, Make Money Blogging at theunconventionalrdbb.com. If you enjoyed this episode, please hit the subscribe button so that you can get notified of all of the future amazing episodes that will be coming out every week. Thanks again, guys, for listening. I really appreciate your support. And again, as much as you can subscribe and share this podcast with your friends and your peers, the more we can grow this community and this mission to help dietitians and other wellness professionals learn how to create passive income streams in their business. So thanks so much, and I look forward to the next episode. Mm -hmm.